Hey, I'm Ben Ramos, and I get the privilege of serving here as the senior pastor. We are a church all about the authentic power of God coupled with sound theology, because God's given us his inerrant, infallible word, and in it, he calls us to be people who are filled by his Holy Spirit, people who are empowered by his Holy Spirit, and people who are led by his Holy Spirit. As a local congregation, God's called us to help people take steps in their relationship with Jesus, to see them rise from death to life and glory to glory. I just want to thank you guys so much for joining us today. I truly pray and I hope that this message would be an encouragement to you and your life that it would help you to recognize that the mission field is all around you and that it would help you to take steps in your relationship with Jesus. Be blessed. Oh my God. I mean that in like the spiritual sense. Yeah. Lord Jesus. <laughs> like, it wasn't a joke when we said together today, uh, you are here moving in our midst. Yes. You are here touching every heart. I'm glad I had my cry before I came up to speak today. Otherwise, I'd just be a blubbering mess uh, when I <laughs> came to share the message with you today. Maybe that'll happen too. No guarantees. Uh, I don't know about you, but there was a time in my life where I never thought I could sing with a full heart. I'm free, free forever. Amen. And know that it was true. You know? You know? Right? <laughs> I know. Wowza. Even me. Even you. Even General Butt Naked. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We've lived in the goodness of God. We're living in the goodness of God. Jesus, thank you. How you have adopted us into your family. Called us your own. And told us there's no issue too big in your heart that I can't touch it. That I can't redeem it. Wow. Only a loving God could do that. There's no power on this earth that can do what God can do, you know? And let it be like that. I mean, I don't want this something that I could heal myself or that man could touch. I mean, only God is that big. So I hope that he is revealing his love for you fresh today like he is to me. I do. I do. I've always said this. I know if it's for me and I get to know it's true, then I know it's for you and that you get to know it's true too. So, wow. <sighs> is God good? Is God here? Is he in our midst touching every heart? <laughs> Wow, hallelujah, thank you. Well, thanks, worship team, I'm a wreck, appreciate it. <laughs> uh, a redeemed wreck, a loved wreck.
So thank you, you guys. We'll probably bring them back up at the end of service and we'll worship our way out of here too. Mm, good morning, everybody. Well, you know, <clears throat> I'll just tell you, I'm, I get to speak today and I'm thankful and happy for the opportunity. And um, I'm going to share with you guys about kindness, the kindness that God would express through us. But of course, he is the source of that same kindness, right? I mean, every good thing that flows through our life, we know it comes from God. And uh, we know that we are his ambassadors, that we are really, we're doing the ministry of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. You understand, right? The ministry of Jesus continues through us. We're his hands and we're his feet, we're his heart, we're his voice. You know, we're his wallet, right? I mean, God continues his ministry through us. And I want to speak to you guys about kindness today. And I just want to jump in with a few stories. A few weeks ago, I threw out on Facebook that I'd be speaking about this. And I said, please send me a story or two. Send me a story if you were impacted. Uh, Impacted. Because kindness is impacting. It's powerful. And so I just want to jump in with these stories and set the tone uh, more for what I want to share and teach about today. So it's kind of fun. I have one from a member of this body who couldn't be here today. One from a family member, a nephew who has a soft heart for Jesus. I just love his heart for God. And one from a high school buddy. So three very different parts of my life, you know, three very different connections. And they happen to be, uh, well, the three that I'd like to read to you today. My nephew wrote this on kindness. In my early 20s, I moved to a new area of Florida. I left home with 100 bucks in my pocket. I started a new job trying, uh, started a new job trying to start my adult life in a new area, Florida. Uh, out of gas and hungry, I called to check my bank uh, to check my balance. I was told I had $11 in my account. I thought, perfect, five bucks for gas. Uh, and a gas station sandwich would get me through the day. (laughs) I pulled into a 7-Eleven, put $5 in the tank. I got a sandwich, unwrapped, and microwaved it, and then got to the register. You see what's coming already, right? Um, Debit card declined, and I felt my face turning red with shame. I stepped outside, called my bank back. While I had $11 balance, only $6 was available due to pending charges. My eyes teared up with defeat and embarrassment. My brother was willing to give a card number over the phone to the gas station attendant, but they wouldn't accept that. As I was praying to disappear because I was so embarrassed, a man walked out of the gas station carrying the sandwich and a receipt for my $5 uh, in gas. He asked if it was mine. I said yes, but I didn't have enough money. I have to wait for my brother on the other side of the country, to, a county, I think it was, to help come help me. He handed it to me and said, you don't understand. I bought it for you. I started crying as I was so relieved, thankful, surprised, and just blown away by his random act of kindness. I begged for his address so I could repay him with my first paycheck. He refused and, of course, asked me to just pass it on the next time. Now I was raised to be kind, helpful, and I consider myself rather generous, but this guy crosses my mind regularly and has pushed me to help others even when I, 
uh, and it has pushed me to help others even when I didn't have the money, time, or energy to do so. I never got his name, but he has impacted my life now for over 20 years. Im- Did he say impacted? He's impacted my life, yeah. I teared up. I teared up and got chills even as I was writing this to you. It happens every time I tell the story, and I tell it often. I think people need to know how much something so simple can impact someone. And he says, I hope that's a story you can share. Love you, Unc. (laughs) That's what they call me. Uh, From my high school buddy. A very kind interaction that I remember that impacted me was a few years ago when I was working in the emergency department and during a very busy shift. And I must have said out loud that I was too busy to break away uh, to grab something from the cafeteria. I went off to see some patients, and when I came back, I found a hot soup uh, with some crackers and a cup of coffee and a small note with a smiley face. I asked around, and no one seemed to know who did it for me. Later, I found out it was uh, one of our cleaning staff She said I was always so nice to her and was the only doctor that talked to her by name. And she just wanted to brighten my day. It certainly did, and it helped to reinforce that small acts of kindness can have a big impact on those around us. My acknowledging this coworker made her feel valued and, and seen and even made her feel valued and seen. And even though she was probably our lowest paid person in our whole hospital, she went out of her way to show kindness uh, to me. I try to remember that each day. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, brother, back when I first got diagnosed with my illness, prior to that, I had lost my job due to being laid off. And at that time, I was the only one bringing in money. Friends, family, and complete strangers came through and paid our rent for six months, kept our cabinets filled with food and gas in our tank. Utilities were paid, and that year, the employees at BioLife, which is a place that we frequently visited before everything, decided to get together and buy Christmas presents for our kids, and that was one of the biggest and best Christmases they had up to that point, and that forever grained a spot in our hearts how kind people can really be. Kindness really is powerful. Sometimes we need to show kindness, or we appreciate kindness, when Other people or us have actually biffed and they feel that shame and then embarrassment and they want to disappear. And there's never a more powerful moment in our lives, I think, when we feel uh, the the power, the impact of kindness. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, when Ben was new here, I was going to have dinner. Uh, We signed up along with other people like, yeah, we want to get to know the new pastor. And at the last minute, we had to cancel. It might have been like the day before or the day of. And it was like, ah, it's the same day. Shoot, that wasn't good notice. No, that's the second time. (laughs) See, that's where I'm going. And and, uh, no, the first time it was like I had to work at the theater. I couldn't get out of a shift. And I didn't check my schedule. And it was the same day we were supposed to uh, visit with Ben and Alicia at their home. And... Uh, And then, like, months later, like, just a few months ago, actually, uh, Ben texted me at about 7 or 20 after 7, and he said, so are you guys coming? It's like, oh, no, we were going to have 
dinner with the Ramoses tonight. We already canceled once last minute, and now we totally forgot. And it's our pastor, and I love this guy, you know? And so I said, Ben, we could be there in 20 minutes empty-handed and eat your food. And he's like, oh, it's pretty late. The kids are, you know, whatever. Let's do it again. And I said, Ben, I'm so embarrassed and feel so bad. And I did, and I wanted to disappear. And he said to me, uh, bro, we're going to be in relationship for a long time. Don't worry about it. This kind of thing happens. It's fine. And thank you, Ben. And I'm so happy to have you as my friend. And I, I know we are, are all grateful and happy to have you as our pastor. But, you know, that's a character check. And when a dude comes back and says, it's all right, we're in this for the long haul. We're not, you know, you're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. We're in relationship. These things happen. Do you know how free it released my heart to be that says, you know, um, I can meet Ben the next time I see him and not feel judgment, right? Not feel shame. Just, just hug and go, oh, that. And he'll be like, it's, I'm still telling you it's okay. And, and, but not feel shame and not feel guilt and not feel regret. But we just get to go forward. Why? Oh, it's part of a big definition of kindness. I call it kindness. There's, there's forgiveness involved with kindness. There's generosity involved with kindness, right? Um, I have to say, I'm sure there's a certain selflessness that is involved with kindness. Wouldn't you agree? Because you can't be thinking of yourself and like what's in it for me and be being kind. So there's a wonderful selflessness about kindness um, that I think gives it its impact, like the girl who didn't put her name on the card, just a smiley face, you know, that lowest paid worker, that man who wouldn't give his address to get paid back, you know. Um, so good. So kindness is powerful. It's really impacting. Uh, now I'm going to look at my notes for the first time. I know I'm on track, and I'm not too worried about following them, but I'm just going to, I'm going to use it as an outline today. Um, why would I speak on kindness today? Well, one, our country is in a turbulent place. Wouldn't you agree? And no matter who wins the election, um, where there was a run on toilet paper uh, before the corona thing, or as the corona thing got bad, as soon as the election comes, there's going to be a run on tissue. There's going to be a lot of alligator tears for one side or the other, if you know what I'm saying. So listen to me now. This is free advice. Buy your tissue today. You've got nine days to stock up on tissue. And if you don't need it for yourself, you can, you can show kindness to your neighbor, you know, although they might punch you. So be careful. Uh, <clears throat> it's a pretty turbulent time. There's no fact. And whether, or it's a fact. There's no doubt. Um, does it break your heart? I'm not saying there's not things that are really, really important to people. And I'm not saying I don't think it's not drummed up at all or that it's not, you know, that the Fire isn't being fueled maybe for political reasons. I get that. But doesn't it break your heart that in our country, I mean, we love our country, right? And we see things being broken and looted and burned and people being beaten. And there are injustices with that. And some of it's people doing their job and it's hard. Some of, There's tragedy even when there's not um, guilt or fault. There's still tragedy. Uh, doesn't it break your heart that our country is uh, experiencing this level of violence, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Um, it hurts my heart, you know? And it's like, 
I don't know about you guys, but I grew up in love with America. I was 12 years old, I think, on the bicentennial of America. And I made my mom buy the flag with the, with the 13 stars in a circle because I'm just, I'm so mad I wasn't born on the 4th of July. I'm, I'm all in that much sometimes. If I, if I think, if one thing could be different in my life, it might be that I was, if I could have been born on the 4th of July because I love our country. I love living here. You know, I also have had the, pleasure and the adventure of living in several different countries, Germany, Korea, Nepal. But I come back and I just, I love our country. And I think Americans are great and generous and loving people on the whole. And it doesn't necessarily matter like, uh, like what your political affiliation is. My kids are kind of liberal. And I, but I know they love me and they're going to take care of me when I'm an old man. They might make me become a vegetarian, but they'll still love me and take care of me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, well, so I guess tied in with that, the second reason besides, you know, we need, here's, here's a good saying. We need to be people who act in the opposite spirit. Have you heard that before? And so where there's violence and where there's tension and where there's distress, there's no better time for us to be showing um, kindness and generosity and acceptance. Um, it will turn heads. It will turn heads. Uh, it will make an impact. Um, by the way, I have stories and you have stories. When I read these stories... Raise your hand, and I mean it sincerely, if it reminded you somehow, just even as I was reading these, of how someone was super kind to you, maybe even when you were little, and it impacted you, and you've never forgotten, right? Right? Yeah? Right? Nods? Hands? Right? Right? I know. Um, when we act in the opposite spirit... It makes a good impact on people. And that, that's a, it's kindness, it's acceptance, it's generosity, it's genuine goodness. And I love being in a church where we invite the Holy Spirit to move powerfully, to move in power, you know, to manifest himself, show up and do miraculous things. And that's an important part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. But the other part of the Holy Spirit's ministry is building us up and releasing us into our families and our communities to, to show the love and the work and the will of God. Again, we're the hands and feet of Jesus. So um, I don't know, maybe it's like the two sides of the pedal. You know, we've got like love and the miraculous and love and the miraculous. And I don't think we should separate them, you know. And in fact, who knows, in the midst of your love, what if the miraculous showed up, Right. Right? I know. So I'm open to all of that. You know, the, the, the miraculous things God does aren't, doggone, they're definitely not meant just for the four walls of this building. Amen. Right? So we agree, right? And here's the other crazy thing about how the Holy Spirit can work through your life is there's a supernatural naturalness when the miraculous happens or it's like, whoa, did that just come out of my mouth, right? Um, or you say, well, I'll pray for you. And part of it's showing love and concern and emotional support. But part of prayer is saying, God, we invite what happens in heaven to happen here on earth. And it can be so natural and yet supernatural because God shows up. Uh, so um, we need to be people of action. 
We need to be people of action is what I'm trying to say. And action for us looks a lot like loving God and loving people. Or as much as the world sees it, they say, wow, how can you be so loving? And then we tell them about our loving God, how, how faithful he is, how good he's been to you, how he made you free, you know, how he's healing your heart, even though you're not perfect, uh, how you have an assurance, you know, that he's with you and that he's for you, you know, and I think part of what I would want to say to you guys today is I want to give examples of kindness. I want to share how good God is and how much he's working in us because you can't make someone be kind. I, don't, I didn't stand up here today to say, you need to be kinder. I can't, probably the best thing I could say is let's be fuller. And I know when my heart is lined up, then my, um, my actions will be right. In fact, here's our first scripture today, Matthew 5, 43 through 45 says this. You've heard it said, Jesus is speaking, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Uh, I've already mentioned this, that uh, love, kindness are especially important and they're really, really impactful. They're pleasing to God um, when they're directed at someone who's actually like in opposition to you or someone who just like, like I was telling you about Ben, it was sincere, it was simple, it was real. It, I wasn't trying to hurt Ben's feelings, but I stood, the man, I stood him and his wife, we stood him and his wife up. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, what Jesus is saying is much more like these people are in opposition. It says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I find myself praying for some people lately that I'm choosing to pray for. And I find that when I pray for them, uh, it changes my heart toward them. I can't hate someone that I'm praying for. If I'm praying for them with the love of God and I want God's best for them, even if the thing I'm saying is God changed their heart. God, I want your best for this person. His views are in opposition to my views. But I pray for this man that he would know you. I pray for him that he, I pray your best for him. I pray your blessing on him. I pray he would know Jesus in his heart. You know, it can happen around the workplace and it does for me. I don't know if it does for you. Um, it, uh, it, it happens all around us. It happens in our family. It certainly happens in politics. Uh, but I have a hard time hating people when I'm praying for them. And Jesus says, uh, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You know, I believe that will change things both in the spiritual realm and ultimately in the relational realm. And it certainly puts us in a position of people who are at peace with God and yet can live in a turbulent world and, and make a way. We can be Jesus's way makers. So... When my heart is right, my actions are right. And I think when it says here um, that you may be children of your father in heaven, I don't think that's necessarily talking about our position in Christ as the adopted sons. I mean, it looks like this. Uh, Zadok looks like his daddy. Have you noticed? Oh, you must be Ben's boy. I want you to act in such a way, or God wants us to act in such a way that they'll say there's something different about this girl. What is it about this guy? And it points them to our father. You see, right? So 
I'm so glad to be adopted as God's son, but I'd like to be proven guilty of it by the way I act. You follow me? Right. So, all right, moving on. Let's read John 7, um, 37 and 30, through 39. And it says, are we there? John 7, 7 through uh, 37. Let anyone who's thirsty, Jesus again, Come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And by this he meant the spirit, uh, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. I just want to point out that you don't have to do this in your own strength. God gives us his spirit. He loves people through us. He makes us whole. And through that wholeness, I don't mean you need to be perfect, but through that wholeness, he's going he's gonna, to... Um, not just be in you, but flow out of you. That's how full God wants you to be. Um, let's leave it there. Um, l- let me remind you, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember that scene at the Jordan River when he was baptized and uh, the Holy Spirit was seen descending on him like a dove? We're baptized with the whole, same Holy Spirit. I just want to say that. And the same things Jesus did, um, the friend of sinners, you know, he calls us to be that. And he, he doesn't, where he calls us, he equips us. He empowers us. So I didn't want you to miss it. Would you guys join with me for a minute? I have some other scriptures I want to read. But it's going to be like this. This is something that a, a dear district supervisor named Tom Ferguson used to come and visit. And he would do this when he came to visit. And I want to I do this with you today. I'm going to say it is written. And then you say, it is written. And I won't set you up. I'm playful. I'm fun. But if I say it is written, it's Bible. I promise you, okay? And I'll say a phrase, and then you say the phrase, and then I'll say what verse it is, okay? So, ready? It is written. It is written. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Uh, Luke 6.45. It is written, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Galatians 5.25. 1 John 4.19. It is written, we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. It is written. Those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. One more. It is written, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, Gentleness and patience. It is written. The only thing that counts is faith. Expressing itself through love. Galatians 5. Amen? Isn't it good what's written? Isn't it good? We are loved. We're equipped. We're called. What are we waiting for? (laughs) What are we waiting for? 
We don't need permission. You know what it says in Galatians 5 also? It says, against the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, there's no law. It means there's no bad time to show love. There's no bad time to show patience. There's no bad time to be joyful. There's no bad time to show kindness. Not good. So what are we waiting for? There's no rules. I don't know about you, but when someone says to me, there's no rules, I'm like, buffet, let's do it, you know? (laughs) So what are we waiting for? God isn't looking for somebody else to do his work, right? He's looking for you and me to do the thing that he's, can I look at the camera for a minute along with you guys? He's looking for you and me to, um, to do the things that he's uniquely equipped us and positioned us to do. And the beauty of it is you don't have to be perfect, just be real, you know? And just be dialed in, just be in the moment, just be open to the fact that God might just want to do something where you are right then and right there, okay? Are you good with that? So I have... um, I have a passage that I'm not going to really go through with you today. It's not, it's not that it doesn't have its own unique thing, but I think our point is solid, you know, that God is calling us to be people of action. And action in Jesus looks like uh, the power and the love uh, of the Holy Spirit. And we know what the fruit of the Spirit is. And we know that there's no rule and there's no bad time, uh, but we want to be in the moment. So I think we're there. But um, I will tell you, I was going to read you Titus 3 today. So if you're taking any notes at all, and if you have a moment to do Titus 3 at home, I just really would encourage you uh, to to, um, see that there's a progression that God showed us his kindness and that we can show that kindness to other people. That's a lot of what's written there. Um, So a few takeaways. Could I challenge you to do a few things, at least by way of idea? I'm not going to check up on you. But, but what if I said to you, <clears throat> a lot of you are using social media. And if you're not, just apply it to the way you interact with people. But would you look, would you at least, you know, like ask or look for ways that you could... Um, this isn't like trolling. This is like, okay, it's righteous trolling. You may find someone that you don't agree a lot with, Uh, amongst, you know, your circle of friends or people on social media and say something really positive to them. Say something uplifting. Say something to them that builds them up. Uh, You don't have to agree with something that you don't agree with. I'm not saying that, but um, I was able to say to a girl who I'm very fond of, my future daughter-in-law, on her thing, Kira, thank you for being a healer. You are a healer. You... You care about people, you know, and um, I don't know if you know this, but our community lost three young people in a car accident this last week. Are you aware of that, some of you? And doesn't it break your heart? My son, Nick, works at Smoke and Fins, and two of the people that, two girls that were in the same together, so they were his immediate co-workers, and they all felt that loss. And I'm like, Nick comes over, and we're, we're hugging and crying with him and, and hurting. And I'm like, imagine her family. Oh, Lord, imagine her family, you know. And there's a boy involved that was driving the other vehicle. Imagine his family. You know, doesn't it break your heart? 
what can we do? And so Kira says, if anyone needs to come over, you know, to, to hug, to cry, to have company, whatever, come over, you know, as uh, uh, Nick's fiance. And I was just so proud of her for being willing to reach out to people. I don't agree with everything, but I love this girl. I mean, I agree with a lot. She's the one who will make me a vegetarian when I'm an old man, but she'll, she'll take care of me. <laughs> but uh, um, so I was able to put that on her, on her, on her. Could you? So that's one challenge is to do that. Um, how did I say it the other way? So post on, you know, and then I want to I wanna invite you or challenge you. If someone says something critical or there's someone you know that you disagree with, could we do what Jesus said and could we pray for them? Could we pray for them and bless them or ask God's blessing on them? I don't mean to bless their sin, you know, or to bless their wrong. I'm saying pray for them that God would reveal himself to them, right? And I guess, would you just remember that you're God's people placed exactly, we're all ministers in this room today. Every one of us is a minister. You understand that, I hope. Like we're all equally called wherever God has put us to do God's to be God's man and be God's woman, guy and girl. So uh, could I just ask you to have an open heart, uh, even today, even this week, and let's, let's be expectant that God wants to use us to bring something good, something redeeming, something impacting, that people might even remember, where is it? They might even remember 20 years later, it doesn't have to be for effect's sake. Just do the right thing and let God take it from there. Good. Um, Lori, could you, could you come? Worship team, could we close and worship today? Would you stand with me as we pray and then as we worship? Jesus, take these words, I pray, and challenge our hearts, but affirm our hearts and make us your men and your women wherever we are. We ask you and we pray um, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I asked them to come so we could leave and leave, uh, finish with worship today. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I love you guys, and I believe God is really wanting to do things through you. I believe that today. So, um, Ben, thank you for all you do as our senior leader. And as uh, the last Sunday in the official uh, Pastor Appreciation Month, I love that you're here. I love you, your family. We all appreciate you so very much. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. 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 Hey, thanks again for joining us. If you have been blessed by Rise Church, be sure to follow us and share it on your social media. You can subscribe to a podcast. And if you haven't had a chance to give yet, you can do so at risechurchid.org or send a text message with a cash amount to the number 84321. And remember that the mission field is all around you. So go in the power of Jesus and bring that transformation for his glory.